Recode Radio presents Recode Decode, coming to you from the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, Executive Editor of Recode. You may know me as the only person wearing sunglasses on a rainy day, but in my spare time, I talk tech and you're listening to Recode Decode, a podcast about tech and media's key players, big ideas, and how they're changing the world we live in. You can find more episodes of Recode Decode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts, or just visit recode.net slash podcasts for more. Today, I'm in San Francisco, where it is a rainy day, with Dick Costello, the former CEO of Twitter. But Dick has a new role, and he's joining me for several bonus episodes of Recode Deco this month, talking about comedy and tech. Bonus. Bonus. Bonus episodes. <laughs> it's not a regular episode. It's no, a plus it's one. A plus one episode. And so Dick has done stand-up. He almost was a comedian, and <laughs> then he made a mockery of Twitter. Was, that's what my life. He was almost a bunch a, of different things. Thing. Yeah, he almost yes, a thing. Yes, but now we're entertained by uh, Twitter every day. So it is kind of funny. Twitter's right, been funny lately. Constantly anyway, setting you up. In any case, um, we're, we're bringing different people. And we talked to Dick last uh, last week about his career. And this week, thank goodness, we have a real guest uh, in Sarah Cooper, <laughs> wow. who worked at Google for more than three years. Don't worry, it's all, it's, it just gets <laughs> harder. From, it what just will gets you harder say from about here. me next week when no, I'm not we here? like you. I never insult the ladies. <laughs> anyway, she worked at Google for more than three years before she decided to quit and become a comedian. Uh, she's now, a, which I'm sure she got plenty of material, she's now a stand-up comic, the creator of a satirical blog called The Cooper Review, and the author of the book 100 Tricks to appear smart in meetings. Sarah, welcome to Recode Decode. Thank you for having me. So your background, Google, what did you do there? Let's talk about how you got to comedy. I mean, I'm okay. assuming you're always funny. I was always funny. I was born funny. Okay. Um, no, I I, uh, I always loved making people laugh. It was kind of, I was kind of the one who was easing tensions in my family at home and things mm-hmm. like that. That was always my role. Um, but I loved acting and I loved performing. And uh, I was at Yahoo for a little bit. And then I turned 30 and kind of had this What did crisis. you do? What was your... I was a user experience designer. And what does that mean? You don't know what user I experience I do know, but I want you okay. to explain it for the readers. I made buttons. Listeners. I made, I made blue buttons and I made yellow buttons uh-huh. um, with text on them. That right. said, click here. Click yeah. here. No, I actually created, I'm like totally doing a disservice to user and then, experience and then designers later now. Years, they said, please click here. <laughs> please. <laughs> and then finally, for God's sake, click yes. here. You must. This is my job on the line here. Um, no, I designed the interface for Yahoo Travel and mm-hmm. then for Flickr. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at Google, I was a user experience designer and then manager for Google Docs in oh, New wow. York. Yeah. What was your big claim to fame of? Clicking here, really, besides click here. Oh, my base. Is there some like design innovation that you put um, on? Google Docs. Google Docs. Sheets, slides. Yeah. Heard yeah. of them? Yeah. yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Yeah. But is there one part that you loved more than any? One part of the like interface? Some design, yeah. Um, uh, just, just the, I don't know, it sounds so cheesy, but the, the toolbar. The toolbar. I really enjoyed designing uh, the toolbar and trying to come up with ways to make it seem familiar enough, but not too much like Microsoft. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So that was kind of. Interesting. What I was doing. Um, but I found comedy before that because I loved performing and uh, was just really bad at it. I tried to be an actress and I mm-hmm. just was very stiff on camera and I just wanted to figure out how to be myself more because good acting is really surprising and interesting and fun to watch. And so I decided, hey, if I can get on stage and be myself in front of an audience, maybe that'll help me be a better actor. And that made me realize I actually like writing my own material a lot mm-hmm. more than reading Which other is people's. stronger. I mean, yeah. what's interesting, what I noticed last night at the Golden Globes is all these actors are so good at acting are really bad at speeches. <laughs> you yeah. Know I mean? It was really yeah. interesting. And I was thinking, why can't they? And then I realized why they can't. Uh, I love that you were nervous about being stiff as an actor. So you chose, well, I'll do stand-up comedy, which yeah. is, you know. Terrifying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was very drunk my first time. Very, very well, drunk. Well, tell us about that. Um, I just found an open mic and I had about eight beers. I told a story. <laughs> is that about right? Uh, it's, about, it's about right. About That's right. about, yeah. yeah. I told a story a, a, about uh, a date gone wrong. Mm-hmm. I was a single girl and so I was just telling uh, dating stories. Ones. That's kind of, you know, what you're supposed to do. And uh, they couldn't get me off stage. I mm-hmm. was up there for eight minutes. It was supposed to be five. So I was really, I really enjoyed it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you just decided to do it. Just like I'm going to do open mic. Where um, was it, in San Francisco? No, that was in Atlanta. Okay. Um, it was at the Laughing Skull Lounge in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then I decided, you know what? I'm ready for the big time. I'm moving to New York. Mm-hmm. And then I went broke. Eight minutes. <laughs> Eight minutes. Like, I'm in. Right straight to Broadway. 
<laughs> yep, Broadway and Comedy Club. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, and that's more material. Yeah, and that's when I uh, I got the job at Google because I was like twenty thousand dollars in debt and you know had to. So you, you went to New York. I did go to New York, and that's where you actually pay to perform. Right, you. You bring Explain, people. Please. You yeah, bring go people. Yeah, go take people through that. Let me take you through. People probably don't understand the supply demand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> issue with comedy in exactly. New York. Exactly. So they have trouble filling seats in New York, and so in order to um, get uh, people into the audience, they ask the comedians to bring people, and they're, they're called bringer shows. And if mm-hmm. you bring a certain amount of people, then you can get on stage. So oh. for some shows, you had to bring five people. Some you had to bring like 15 people to get on stage. And so I was bringing... To drink in, so they pay for drinks. Pay things. for drinks and fill the seats. And I was bringing a lot of my Googler co-workers oh, to, to my shows. The funniest people. But they have money, so that right. worked out well. Yeah. <laughs> so you would bring them, so that's, or you would pay if not, or is that just the people? No, you just, you just didn't get on stage right. um, if you didn't have the people. So unfunny people with a lot of friends could get on stage. Yes, and they often, they often did. Wow. Have yeah. you been to any of these things? Have you ever no, seen these? Yeah. no, I've got to do that. I've got to do that now. <laughs> no, I missed that part of the thing. Um, so you so you did that, and then you went back to Google to make yeah, money. Exactly. So, right. yeah, it was kind of um, ironic that you know I, I kind of felt like I was giving up on my dream, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of other people's dreams is to work at Google. So my fallback career was other people's main uh, idea of a great career, and it turned out to be a great place to work. I was scared to go back into, you know, a nine to five job, but I fit right in and it was really awesome. And there are a lot of really funny people at Google. So, um, I, I loved working there. Yeah. You're now, you're now, you're going to get it. Kara's, Kara's staring at you blankly. No. <laughs> Which one? Um, by accident funny. I told you the joke last week, didn't I? Larry yeah, Page you joke did. About the New York Times. I, I told my husband that joke. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a really funny joke, but that yeah. kind of dry, sarcastic humor, um, yeah. all the software engineers yeah. have it. And I, I just think that nothing is sacred. They would yeah. make fun of anything and everything. So I thought it was great. Right. He made another one about media that I'm blanking on, but it was something, it's something of the lines of like, we're here about the future of journalism. He's like, what future of journalism? And I go, future of journalism. And he goes, yes, what future? It was, like, it was just, it was agonizing. The entire encounter was agonizing. I think your impression of him is pretty good, actually. Oh, well, I've spent what enough future? time around them. I could do yeah. I could do a better one. If I, I still think the Ariana, Larry Page, you're like right down the middle on both of them. You can use the same voice. For yes, you can. Yeah, no, Larry, I have a good, uh, I'll th- I, you're, you're less easy to, to do. I'm working on a Jack Dorsey, though. Okay, well, oh. all right, can can't wait to hear that All one. Right. <laughs> um, do you, you and I were talking about this over email. Um, why do you think no one's making fun of? No one really makes fun of thought leaders. Kara and I talked about this last week. There's a lot of. There's sort of a a, a wave of earnestness mm-hmm. washing yeah. over us. What 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 do you think? As someone who's uh, also been in sort of both sides of the aisle, if you will, what do you make of that? Why do you think that is? No, you're not still. Here. No, I left yeah. Google three years ago. Right. Um, She's a Zoogler now, Zoogler. or ex, I'm a Zoogler an ex, with the hat. Yeah, yes. Zoogler. Do I don't know what the right. Were you what? a Noogler with the hat? Everyone was a Noogler yeah, at one point. Did you get point. the hat with of course. the thing? Yeah, yeah, everyone gets the hat. What's the that? proper pronunciation of ex-Oogler? Is it ex-Oogler or Zoogler? It's Zoogler. Or Zoogler. Yeah. And then there's Noogler. And, and there's Noogler. And All then right. they call the older right. Googlers Greyglers. Oh, That's anyone over 25. And you know the gay ones. Gay Googlers, right. yeah. No, they have a good name for got that. A whole, they they had trouble coming up with the, a name for the black Googlers, though, so they decided to just call them Jake and Sean. <laughs> uh, figured that was easier. That's a good uh, That's good. Perfect. <laughs> so sad and true. Um, so you left. Why did you leave then? You were here or where were you? I was in New York and I right. decided to leave uh, because I, that? Uh, and then I, want you to get I wrote coaching. an article called 10 Tricks to Appear Smart Meetings yeah. and it got a lot of yep, uh, virality in a good way. And uh, I decided <laughs> to uh, take off and pursue my writing dream. Right. Yeah. Right, right. And how and is become, Google, Google supportive of this? They just um, they were supportive, very supportive, and and it's one of those things where it's a bigger risk not to do it because you can always go back to Google. Yeah, you know, yeah. within a year, a lot of times if things don't work out, you can go right back. You can get your same username, right, oh, on their God. system. So <laughs> Scooper was still available. Scooper. Hey, there's no other Scooper since I left. I want That's that amazing. One. I want that one. I, I've used. I think I've used probably more than fifty percent of your. 
tricks to appear smart in meetings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My favorite oh, is we'll the talk about that. turn a percentage into a fraction. fraction. I love yeah. that one. Talk a few of those. Per, so you know, that's what got yeah. you out. You just yeah. got a lot of response. Yeah, that, that's the inscription that I wrote on your book, by the way, is that, Dick, you probably know a lot of these I tricks already. I do know a lot of them. So go I, through yeah. a few of those I and then answer just question about between earnestness. Them. Yeah. Um, well, the very first one was something I noticed when I was working at Yahoo. Um, mm-hmm. Product Who was manager. the CEO at this time? Um, you know, I want to say Brad... Oh, he was there for a short time. I think time. so. Yeah. Um, this product manager got up and drew a Venn diagram. Mm-hmm. And this Venn diagram made absolutely no sense. <laughs> and I thought for sure somebody was going to say, you know what? You're wasting time. This has nothing to do with what right. we're talking right. about. Right. But instead, everyone was like, no, no, no. Make this circle a little bigger. Make this one a little smaller. Let's change the what labels. Was the what was I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I really have no idea. Things that are red, things that are white, and the intersections. Yes. Things right. that are pinkish. Well, I think the middle yes. was like the sweet spot or yeah, something Yeah, of course like that. it is. The middle is also the, the only interesting part of the Venn diagram. Let's talk about this intersection. He just handed the marker to someone else to finish drawing and he sat back down and went back to his laptop and I was like, my God, that was brilliant. Uh He just contributed nothing, but he looked like he did something and people will remember that he got up to the whiteboard and drew something. So I wrote that down in my notebook, how to look smart in meetings, draw a Venn diagram. The second one was the fractions one where someone was presenting a statistic and they said, oh, 25% of people clicked on this button and another product manager probably uh, said, Oh, about one in four, <laughs> and made a note of yeah. it. And so I was saying is- blown away <laughs> by this guy's quick math skills. So what yeah. you're saying is 75 percent didn't. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, doesn't I'm advanced. Doesn't even have to be correct, and it looks it, it works. <laughs> yeah, and so I've never actually gotten to try that one, but I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. that one. Give me one or two more. Come on, um, the, my favorite is, and the most frequently, the one I've seen most frequently used is the repeat what the other person just said. Well, women know that one well. <laughs> well, yeah. It, especially if it's the smartest person in the room, which is usually the software right. engineer. If they said something, just repeat it very, very slowly. Yeah. And then people will remember you as the one yeah. who actually said you that. You know, as Sarah likes to say. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah likes hey, to no, say. She, yeah. Um, yeah. Another one is just ask if it's going to scale, no okay. matter yes. what it that is. That happened to me the other day. Just, is this going to scale? Yeah. Will Someone, it scale? Maybe I asked that question. <laughs> maybe it was me. <laughs> I think, it I think was. I'm the one doing that. I think it was. Sure, that was a, a good lunch idea. thing with a VC. You appear smart without even realizing it. I know it. that. I did use the word scale. Mm. Oh, that's a big God. one. Sorry, so you leave. You leave and you go and you're doing, what are you doing? And then we I'm want to get to I'm doing topics. the coopreview.com and I'm writing and um, I eventually get the book deal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and explain and the book. Explain the book. So the book, the book. So the book is a, a continuation of the original 10 tricks. It's called right. 100 Tricks to Appear Smart in Meetings. And it's basically everything okay, I can observed. Can we take a step back here? Yes, that's, a, that's another big one. <laughs> I, I did that one a lot. That was me. Uh, guys, what problem are we really trying yeah, to solve let's back here? Up. Let's back up. And let's look just at this back up. Right. Can we back up here? Just for a second. You're going to hear it all the time now. Oh, no, I just did really today. Well. I, I like to combine them. You know, do the Venn diagram and then say <laughs> no, you have 25% to. <laughs> yes. the intersection is or a quarter yeah. of our users. No, yeah. shortly after the uh, article came out, yeah. I was in a meeting uh, with a VP uh-huh. at Google and he was pacing around the room, pacing. which is one of them. Yeah. And he asked the presenter to go back a slide, which yeah. is another. He was doing yeah. them at the same time and he oh. looked over at me and he winked. Yeah, that's the pro. That's that's why you get to be vice president. You start combining you, them. That's how you get up yeah. there. Yeah, you use a, there's a number 23 and a number 14 together. So never seen that before. Yeah. You're doing threes and triple axles. <laughs> triple axles. Triple axles. Yeah. 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 You know, a couple of years ago, Sergey came to Code and he started pacing around the tent at Code. Without his shoes on. Mm-hmm. The I was tire. just going to say a tire is, a, is yes. a good one. Yes, no shoes pacing around the tent. Yeah. And the no shoes he got from Steve Jobs. Yeah, but he was doing it, and mostly he looked crazy, I'll be honest with you. I don't think everyone was like, what is he doing? Um, and then the PR person chased him around the tent, and wow. it was my favorite moment. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> if yeah. you look crazy, you look smart, too. Yeah. That's yeah. another one. Like, if like you look insane. In weird outfits. Yeah. That's a Sergey. Weird outfits. Right? Yeah. yeah, I think he showed up as Batman once. Yeah, yeah. One time, and I shouldn't say this, but I think John Doerr and, and 
Like, Most hey. of your favorite comments start with, I shouldn't say <laughs> I shouldn't this, say so this. keep going. He yes, showed up please. to my house in bike pants once that I just... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And, and like weird hats, and it was very strange. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, John, but you did it. So <laughs> this is my favorite. Take pictures of ideas at the end of a meeting. Absolutely. Just Let's spend five minutes yeah. taking pictures, and it'll look like you yeah. really care yeah. about documenting yeah. stuff. But yeah. Yeah. don't worry about sending them out because Oh, my God, cares. these are so true. Yeah, they're all... Draw, draw on a Post-it note yes. ideas? yes. Oh you don't have to draw the actual idea. You can just Grab a draw, pad any, and stick really any draw anything. Yeah. Yeah. Draw hmm. boxes and lines. And say, hmm. Yeah, and say, hmm. Yep, sit on the edge of a table, yep. Yeah, you could do <laughs> like three of these at once. Mm-hmm. Put one large word on each slide. Yeah, definitely, like See, vision. The sad part is, this is funny, but it's really not. Yeah. <laughs> it really happens. Yeah, it really happens. Oh, my God. So what's your real. favorite of these? Oh, don't um, wear a name tag. I do that. Yeah, of course. That's, that's mine. That's one of mine. It's a networking one. Yeah, networking yeah, exactly. Trick. I don't need one. Uh, I like the Kanye. Um, it's Which it's basically if you um, I forget the number, but you know if you're going around the room and everyone's giving an update and somebody's about to give an update, you can say, "Hey, Dick, Dick, I just want to stop you right there." Everyone, Dick is going to give an update that's really important. So if you could just listen to Dick, that would be great. <laughs> okay, Dick, go ahead, continue. And then Sarah so, gets credit for it, and I get credit. And whatever oh. happens next. <laughs> oh, that's Sarah's nice. the one who recognized. Yes. The. Criticality of Critica- it. Criticality. Did you do these drawings too? Yes, They're I great. did. Um, the way that I do them is pretty hacky, though. I take pictures and then I trace them. Right, right. And so right. that's my husband and two friends oh, pretending wow. to be in meetings, and I took I'm pictures. I'm not sure. And I like ADH here randomly. Oh yeah, you got to do the woohoo. Oh man, really? <laughs> I don't like a woohoo. I fire people for woohooing. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> okay. I should put that in an addendum. Um, so, so you did this, but this is really great. So you, so the idea was you were going to make fun of the workplace in general, the mm-hmm. idea of what a workplace is like. Exactly. Like All of the things that you see people doing a lot of times to make it look like they know what they're doing when really they have no idea what they're doing. Right. Right. Well, this is kind of down the Dilbert Alley. Essentially. It is. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Exactly. But do you, what he was talking about, but Silicon Valley would Dick ask, re-ask your question. Again yeah, no, we were talking about no one making, really sort of no one making fun of or satirizing thought leaders. Yeah. Um, you and I had a discussion about that yesterday. Why do you think that is? Um, I don't know. I get anxiety a lot of times listening to these thought leaders who are telling mm-hmm. me that I need to be working towards my goal every minute of mm-hmm. every hour of every day. And if I'm not, then I'm failing. And what am I doing? If I don't love Mondays, there's something mm-hmm. wrong with mm-hmm. me. And I think that there's a lot to be made fun of there, especially with the clones right. that they create, because a lot of times it's not necessarily the thought leader. It's the people trying to right. emulate yes, and exactly. become that thought leader. Right. And they're not, they're not emulating the passion. They're right. just emulating the pretending of the passion that and so it, it's yeah it's it's hysterical there was a to me. bad dark period of of all things d when several of the male reporters tried to be peter kafka which was <laughs> disturbing. you can't you can't out peter kafka peter well kafka. i was just saying stop as stop. i was saying earlier peter is peter god bless him i love him he's uh, by the way this is something my grandmother would say right before she was about to eviscerate somebody <laughs> peter is the comedy dehumidifier he sucks the, <laughs> the comedy <any> <laughs> funny in the room. Oh, wow. Anyway, it, right went it. it went on. It went on. It's a good name Mike, for somebody who does that. Let me that. just say, Mike Isaac in particular. Yeah, and comedy dehumidifier like, so is not, not, a, like Peter. not catchy. Mike Isaac's not like Peter. No, he's not. He's so sweet. <laughs> it was very strange. Anyway, besides that, so you, so you, so why are they so earnest? Like, what does he say? What is it about tech? Because I think it's more, I mean, other offices, you know, they had the, the show The Office, they have, uh, you know, yeah. there's uh, office space, everything yeah. else. There's something about tech that's particularly irritating. Do you find that or not? Or are they like any other workplace? Um, I, I feel like a lot of other workplaces said that they see a lot of these same things. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's yes. particular to tech, except that there does seem to be this Olympics of earnestness. Right. And so it, the person <laughs> who can be the most authentic in the most authentic uh-huh. way is somehow better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's because we're all on the internet. We're all watching people on the internet. We're like pretending to do all of these things and show how great we are. And maybe it spreads faster because we're all on the internet Mm -hmm. instead of talking to each other in real life as much as other industries. How would you assess tech people, though, as humor? As humor? Not as humor. They are funny and they don't mean to be. I think they have almost no sense of humor. And I don't mean to say that they're grim. Yeah. escapes them. Oh, I don't agree at all. Oh, really? I think that tech people are hysterical. Um, My experience... On purpose. Yes. Okay. (laughs) My experience at Google on purpose, sometimes not, you know, sometimes they don't mean to be, but um, I thought the software engineers there were just very dry, very sarcastic. Nothing was sacred. Um, Meme gen, 
mm-hmm. um, which was just this live updating feed. Uh, inside Google. Inside Google, making fun of Larry and Sergey as they were talking. Mm-hmm. So you were watching Larry and Sergey, and then you're also watching everyone make fun of Larry and Sergey at yeah. the same time. Right. I mean, it was... That was a big thing. It was that they great. did that, the Fridays, the TGIFs. Yeah. I mean, and it went bad sometimes, you know, if there was a big redesign and they ripped designers apart for doing mm-hmm. something like creating white space or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were harsh. Right. Um, so they can be really harsh. But I think that they're they're actually really funny. All right, when we get back, we're talking to Sarah Cooper. We're talking, she's a comedian. She was an ex-Googler, um, but she's quit and become a comedian. She's a stand-up comic, creator of a satirical blog called The Cooper Review, and the author of a book, 100 Tricks to Appear Smart in Meetings. We're talking about a range of things when we get back, and we're here with Dick Costello, who's my co-host, discussing comedy and tech. When we get Co-pilot. Back, co-pilot. We're going to talk about some of the, the depictions of, of tech in comedy and how, how they're looked at, like Silicon Valley and all kinds of places, uh, when we get back with Sarah Cooper. If you're enjoying this interview, then you should check out one of our other podcasts, Recode Media with Peter Kafka. Peter, who'd you talk to this week? Hey, Kara, guess who I talked to this week? I'll tell you. It's David Carey. He runs Hearst Magazines. Why would we have a magazine publisher and a digital media show? Because magazines are still a giant business. Uh, We talked about why that is, how that's changing, how it's maybe not changing, what's going to happen to digital media in 2018. Spoiler, David Carey is not bullish on digital media in 2018, or at least some of these companies. Um, Gave me a little chill to hear him talk about it. It's a good conversation. You will like it. Sounds great, Peter. You can find Recode Media on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're here with Sarah Cooper. She is an ex-Googler who became a stand-up comic and a comedian and a blogger, a comedy blogger, right? Is that what you say? That sounds good, yeah. Comedy blogger. Um, and I'm, she, she writes this site called the, the Cooper Review. I'm also here with Dick Costa, who's my co-host this week. We're talking about comedy and tech. Um, Sarah was just saying Google people are funny. Um, having been married to one for 15 years, I don't think so. <laughs> but, uh, but, How did you last? Uh, just I would tell jokes and like... Nothing? It wasn't lack of humor. It was lack of humor, not... So it wasn't grim. What are you looking at me for? I don't. I'm I just wasn't saying, there. I, I know, but you know what room. I mean. Like when you try to tell jokes to some people, they just don't <laughs> get it. In any case, um, let's talk about the depictions of tech people. How do you like Silicon Valley? The show. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that because yeah. Dick worked on it, and yeah. um, a lot of people in Silicon Valley when they did it thought. I was. I think it's eviscerating, and they think it's like loving, which is kind of interesting that it's sort of a loving look at them. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's more. Uh, it's loving, but then you also get the sense that these characters are nihilistic and a little. Uh, they don't really care about each other as much. They really have a lot of ego, and mm-hmm. they really want to get ahead. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. You feel like um, you identify with them. So the the only way that the the show could have worked really is if you create characters where you can really identify with them. And the feedback that I get a lot is that um, it's too real. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost uh, makes people feel uh, a sense of anxiety because it's so much like their life. Mm-hmm. And so they'd rather just go to their startup than watch this show about a startup. Oh, interesting. Um, that's kind of what I've heard about yeah, it. Yeah, I've had numerous people tell me I can't watch it. Any, I couldn't I couldn't keep watching it because it was too, it was like too much PTSD for what my, oh, really? what my real life is like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought the best one was the woman venture capitalist with the bathroom. I thought that was one of my favorite scenes, like that she's located near a bathroom and <laughs> across from the men. They but put yeah, her but they the just they don't say anything. Just you could just see the men in the room, and it was. I thought that was so on point. Yeah, you know? yeah. I do wish there were more women on the show. I don't. Yeah. It, it, I Although think that's, that's realistic kind of, too. It's very realistic, but it was just kind of uh, reminds you of this uh, vicious cycle of the fact that there's so many men in tech, so now there's a show about tech, and there's. To be realistic, they can only hire male actors. Right. And so it's like this continuum of like, okay, we're shutting, we have to shut women out in order to be realistic. Although about this. the woman, who's the one who pays the VC? The, not the younger VC, the older VC. Um, um, oh, uh, I'm going to get in trouble. She's Sarah uh, Cryer. Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The older VC. Yeah. Is, her last name is Susan Cryer. Susan Cryer. She's mm-hmm. astonishing. Yeah, I know. She counts for six people. I She's know. so funny. She was on Seinfeld. Yeah. Did you know that? Yep. She I just yeah. found Susan's that out. Yeah. Fantastic. She's yeah. great. She's amazing. Yeah, I She's, love her. Uh, literally, just she's like six people. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, she, she. I think she's channeling there. Let's hear it, Marissa. She's doing a Marissa. I'm pretty certain that's what they told me. Hmm. That's so funny because I always thought she was just trying to be a female version of um, no. the person who played the VC before, no, just kind I, of Aspergery. Right. Yeah, right. maybe so, um, maybe so. But I've heard Marissa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. I think there's a little bit of trying to a little bit the female version of Peter Gregory. Yes, that, yeah. yeah, a little bit. Okay. 
So anyway, so talk about more depictions of, about in, in tech. Too. Um, well, I I think that I hear uh, a lot of people say they hate the Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. um, and I completely agree with that. I think there is some depiction that is just too over the top and too nerdy. When the fact of the matter is, a lot of of people in tech are programmers now. Mm-hmm. They're kind of the other side of that. They're not cheesy and nerdy. They're mm-hmm. actually trying to be too cool almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked on a musical last year called Soma Musical, uh, which was a total parody and send up of tech. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was a thinly veiled uh, parody of what's going on with Uber mm-hmm. and kind of oh, a we'll CEO go- gone out of control with you know a, a lot of arrogance and just kind of not really realizing that, hey, there are certain rules that maybe shouldn't be broken or lines that shouldn't be crossed. And so um, I think that is more realistic than a lot of things that we're that we see sometimes mm-hmm. in terms when it comes to geeks um being a geek is actually cool now it's cool right. to be a geek right yeah but that they do, that, that the depiction doesn't use they also use it on yeah. the negative side is that like when they sexually harass they're like well they didn't go to the prom i'm like mm, is that really an excuse right to yeah. grab boobs i don't think so no, no. no. they don't know how to hey, work i've with never them. been to one of these things well before. it was interesting because that emily chang piece about the the sex parties or whatever as well they never had to get got to go to the prom and therefore they had to have sex parties i'm like whoa <laughs> like whoa. that's a huge leap, leap. i, I it's a leap, even the minor stuff. Is a right, leap, but yeah. It's a really, it's, they can't deal with women. I'm like, they can. Yeah. They, they yeah. actually can. P- women are humans. <laughs> yes. You yeah. can deal with people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that that has gone kind of the, uh, the other direction of it. And I think that goes back to, you know, how do we make fun of this? It's so mm-hmm. crazy. That story mm-hmm. is so insane mm-hmm. that how would Silicon Valley even attack that? Because it's already almost a satire of itself. Right, right. It's so insane. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's a it's a it's it's a fair question. I think there are certainly some things you read nowadays that you think, you is this me? real or is this like someone having me on? Yeah, the um, raw water thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. my. Is, I'm going out. That sounds like a Silicon Valley episode. I know. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense, right? That and you it's would, the Juicero guy too, and then it's the guy who <laughs> failed like miserably, and now he's telling us to drink something that might kill us. Like, right. what is going on? I don't understand it. Although it's interesting. It's 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 so funny because a lot of things Silicon Valley does then become something. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe. It, it, you, in 10 years, it could be that we all are drinking raw water. You really think so? Yeah, I, I do. I, I don't. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. I mean, uh, yeah. Did you use Juicero? Uh, no, I did not. Okay. Are you kidding? <laughs> you could kill a cat with it if you dropped it. No, 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 no. And I, before the Bloomberg did the, the you squeeze the packet yourself, a well-known internet person did a video of it and was was going around. It was, it was Kevin Rose who was who showed like that you could squeeze the pack. And mm-hmm. stuff. When I was in the writers' room for uh, Silicon Valley in season three, all these tech companies would send stuff to the show to try to get oh, basically on. written into the show. Right, right. You know, constantly. And so the Soylent folks sent a case of Soylent oh. to the to the room. And the, the writers kind of looked at this box in the middle of the room, like who's who's going in, <laughs> who's going in. Who, are you going to do it first? Yeah. You do it first. Yeah. And so anyway, uh, they wrote this. Uh, they wrote this bit that ended up getting edited uh, edited out of the show, unfortunately. But they wrote this bit in which Dinesh and Guilfoyle try Soylent and decide, uh, like, hey, this is I could go do this. And so Guilfoyle makes Guilfoylent. <laughs> and, uh, there was a good ten minute, uh, five ten minute piece about oh, that, but I had to, had to cut it cut for time. The yeah. whole bio, biohacking thing is yeah. also hysterical. These people yeah. that are just eating pills and fasting. Uh-huh. I went to this um, tons of pills, like tons of dozens pills. of pills. Yeah, no, dozens I, of different kinds of pills. But I went to um, a breakfast, and this girl was just eating a stick of butter. <laughs> what? She literally had a stick of butter in her hand and was eating it like a lollipop or something. Did she have like a butter mitten that she held it with? <laughs> She might as well have. Oh my goodness! That's now I know what I'm getting you. Now I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. I'm getting you a butter mitten. No, but that's the other thing is that everyone's just like, oh yeah, this is normal. This is this totally makes sense. Yeah, you have a butter mitten. No, you don't have a butter mitten. What is this button? Well, you gotta have something to hold the butter. Come on. Well, that's patentable for sure. <laughs> they were eating a stick of a butter. Eating a stick of butter. But did and, you say uh, something? Did you say, what the fuck no. are you doing? I mean, well, I said, oh, what, what's, what's going on with that? Oh, you know, it's fats and trying to, you know, decrease yeah, the you're going to get fat. Something, yeah. I yeah. don't know. Well, yeah. She was very skinny, so. Really? Yeah. yeah. Enjoy the heart attack later. Jeez Yeah, Louise. exactly. Um, 
So I just I, I find that that's interesting too. Is that people are doing these really weird, crazy things, but no, no, Sometimes, one, no one makes no, no one comments. No on one it. comments on it. It's so like, oh yeah, so yeah. Do you because they, you don't want to look stupid. You yeah. don't want to look like you don't know what's yeah. going oh, on. Oh, don't you want to live longer? <laughs> yeah. Who isn't spraying coyote urine all over themselves yeah. before they go to bed? What are you, an idiot? What are you, You're crazy? gonna be freaking attacked in the night. Yeah. <laughs> All right, do you, do you focus on tech in your in your comedy? Because you could just literally just talk about these. Yeah. I mean, like we said, the alibi pony, just that's 10 minutes of gold, yeah. comedy gold. Yeah, yeah, I do a lot of uh, tech humor. Right. Um, I tell a joke about um, how I heard a rumor that the software engineers at Google are so proud of working there that they have sex with their badges on, <laughs> which is a joke. They do not have sex. Uh, oh, so, right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I talk a lot about uh, my my husband, who's a software engineer, and how you know if there's a problem in the relationship, he makes me file a bug yeah. uh, for it. Um, you know, I filed a bug. I said, you know, we're not spending enough time together, so I filed a bug, and he marked it working as intended. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I said he wasn't listening to me. And I filed a bug <laughs> for that, and he reassigned it to my therapist. Uh, so I like combining sort of right. uh, the things that I can understand because right. I don't understand a lot of the things that he talks about with you know more of the relationship kind of stuff. Okay, I have yeah. a specific tech comedy crossover question, right. mm-hmm. which is you're doing when you're doing stand-up, you're on stage doing stand-up, there's, you sort of can say whatever you want. You can be freewheeling with language, mm-hmm. you can swear all you want, uh, et cetera. And even before we just got started here, you were asking about cursing, and I yeah, said, yes. I haven't heard the word cursing since yeah. the Nixon administration. Uh, but when, when you're in a room in a meeting, talk about like, you know, so if you're comfortable swearing on stage and swearing in front of large groups of people, generally that's sort of verboten in the office. Talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit. Where yeah. you, you just ignored that and swore all you wanted? Um, swear a little bit, not a lot. Um, I think that a lot of times um, the best thing to do and the funniest thing to do in meetings is just to say exactly what's going on. If there's an awkward silence, say, wow, that got weird. Or, you know, if somebody says something that could be interpreted in a sexual way, say, mm-hmm. oh, better call HR. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of that lately. There's a lot of that lately. Yeah. I think that um, just calling out exactly what's happening, mm-hmm. you can't really get in trouble with, for just being honest and just saying what exactly yeah. what's going on. Yeah, although it certainly, you can't say a lot of things, make the jokes you could make. Yeah, there's a lot of things you couldn't, you couldn't say. And I think a lot of times, um, especially in the climate that we're in now, mm-hmm. you there's... A lot more caution. Right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that climate. What's funny about it? How do you make funny sexual harassment jokes? Let's go oh. for that topic. And we'll get to Uber. <laughs> well, let's start with Uber, right? Right. And what are the funniest companies from your perspective that are comedy gold, essentially? Um, comedy gold. Is that right? I, that that's good. Thank that's you. gold, comedy Jerry. Gold. 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 Um, gosh, I think. Remember I, that old Seinfeld yeah, bit? Yeah. Oval. It's not oval. <laughs> that's gold, Jerry. All right. It's an old Seinfeld reference for people. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I think. Uber's funny, I think. I don't know. Um, Airbnb. And what's funny um, about Uber? Uh, it's just so ridiculous. It's just so insanely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The um, the situation with uh, you know losing seats on the board and mm-hmm. just the the fall from grace. Um, but it's also not funny right. in a lot of ways right. when you think about seriously what's happening and what what women have had to go through there. Um, I think it's just ironic, again, going back to what we were saying before, where so much is going on that no one's saying anything about it. Right. And I think that is the biggest problem a lot of times in the workplace is that, and it goes back to the Venn diagram. Someone should have said you're, what you're doing is ridiculous, but no one wants to say those things. Right. And so that's kind of this. So how do you make comedy out of that? Like how, like, like last night on the Golden Globes, there were, so, there were so many good sexual harassment jokes. And I was glad to see it. Like they were great. Although, yeah. although right on Twitter is like, we should not laugh over these things. I was like, no, we really should. Because yeah. they were really, they, Harvey Weinstein, yeah. the only person being booed in Immemorium was a fantastic joke, for yeah. example. Yeah, um, I agree. And re- people were like, whoa, you know, that was the kind of thing. And yeah. years ago, there was a comic, and I'm blanking on her name, she's really funny. She did a 9-11 comedy show, and she was like, it, yeah. she felt like it was always too soon, but it was wonderful. It mm. actually was very cathartic, because yeah. she also talked about the, she was down there at the time. It, how do you make jokes about these topics, like sexual harassment or gender discrimination? Like, or um, discrimination? you know, a recent statistic came out that 80% of people in tech don't think that there's a problem with sexism in tech. Right. The rest are women, obviously. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's just pointing out the obvious yeah. of what's going on. Right. Um, and I did a, a whole piece about this with um, diversity in terms of, 
it's very diverse because half of the people wear hoodies on Mondays and the other half wear right. them on Fridays. Right. You know, it's, it's so diverse. <laughs> you know, some of them went to Stanford class of 11 and some right. of them went to Stanford class of 13, you know. <laughs> so kind of just pointing out what's going on in terms of um, trying to say that we are amazing and we're the best and we're so ahead of everything when really we're right. kind of not. Right. And there's, right. there's a lot of things that um, get overlooked. Right. And you had, did a whole thing about threatening, non-threatening women too. Mm-hmm. Like that was, I thought that was really terrific. That It's the beginning of like all the jokes you'd make about women in tech. Yeah, exactly. And it, um, it kind of just goes back to the way that we change how we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people took that as real advice, which I think is the best part of any parody is the people that take it seriously right, right. with the whole gorilla television thing right. that happened over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain that for people. Yeah, oh, that was, I, my yeah. gosh, that was gold. Great. That was comedy gold. Was comedy gold. Yeah. Um, you know, basically someone created a fake excerpt from Michael Wolf's book, Fire mm-hmm. and Fury, where, um, they created a gorilla TV channel for Trump because he loves watching gorilla-based content. That was the that was the quote: <laughs> right, gorilla-based right. content. He likes to go up to the TV, close to the TV, close and to the talk TV. to the gorillas. And he likes to see the gorillas fighting, and so they created this whole channel <laughs> for him so that he could do that. And a lot of people thought it was real. Yeah. Which is scary. Right. Right. <laughs> because why would they think that the president would actually do that? But yeah. anyway, so well. stuff like that. But this goes back to one of my favorite jokes online was SaveToby.com. I don't know if you guys ever remember no. SaveToby.com. It was this guy who had a rabbit who said he was going to cook and eat the rabbit unless you sent him $50,000. Oh, this is like the pig thing on Black Mirror. Was that? Pig fucking. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Pig fucking. Um, yeah. No, it was great. And, and, uh, they actually interviewed uh, GoDaddy and mm-hmm. they said, why aren't you taking this down? This is this is terrible. Mm-hmm. And um, they interviewed the maker of the site in like uh, a veil and like a voice disguiser. <laughs> and he kept the go- joke going the whole time, even though it was a complete joke. I just love stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like the Colbert show stuff where the, the person being interviewed clearly didn't know that right. this was a complete joke. I love right. stuff like that. Yeah. And so with yeah. non-threatening leadership strategies, people were like, this is terrible advice. Right. You know, with my book, sometimes they're like, why don't you just be smart instead of trying to appear smart? I'm like, I know that's the point. You know, so um, talk about some of the threatening ones because those um, are really, really good. Yeah, you know, instead of get this to me by Monday, you say, do you think you could get this to me by Monday? <laughs> um, you know, and emails instead of saying, you know, can I take a look at this? You know, lots of exclamation points, smiley faces. Women are just notorious for this. Mm-hmm. I do it. I don't know why, but I just feel like if I put a period, mm-hmm. I'm being an asshole <laughs> for yes. some reason. I don't know why. Grammar. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. What's with the crazy? Attitude. Yeah. What's yeah. The attitude? It's so, it's funny. The reason so I semicolon asked, would be better? Yeah. <laughs> semicolon, ellipsis. Ellipsis. Good. Dot, dot, yes. dot, yeah. uh, the reason I asked you about swearing in the workplace is, you know, you'll you'll be in a meeting with a, a group of people and the guys can sort of seemingly swear at will. But God forbid, you know, like you just said, God forbid one of the women in the room says pigs fucking and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. She's an aggressive communicator. <laughs> right. She's yeah. got a very, in, oh, fact, wow. in fact, in performance reviews, you'll see that women will more often get the, she's got a very aggressive, abrasive, commu- abrasive, abrasive. abrasive. abrasive and aggressive communication yeah. style. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, yeah, bossy, I have no, zero men who work for me who have an aggressive communication style right. in their performance right. reviews. Well, somebody just called Kristen Gillibrand, uh, Transparently opportunistic. Yeah, yeah, right. She's a bitch. That's that, right? Which is like, okay, so you can be opportunistic, but not transparently, <laughs> but maybe you can't even be opportunistic. You opportunities are bad. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. As a woman, I don't want any well, opportunities. Do you, remember, yeah. you know, if you remember a couple of years ago when there was a profile of Cheryl Sandberg, it's like she went to Harvard. She's got children and has shoes. And I was like, oh my God. Which of these things is a problem? <laughs> you know, it was like, it was an insult though. Like she was educated right. and. Likes shoes, and I was like, okay, right. like a lot of people would really like to go to Harvard Business School, right? And yeah. went, go to and Harvard. Most of them wear shoes, <laughs> most of them wear shoes, but yeah. like nice shoes. Like yeah. it was bizarre. Yeah, I, I think I wrote the right, and it was Jody Cantor, who I like very much, actually. Yeah, there was some joke. obituary recently, not recently, but a few years ago, about a female author, and it just spent yeah. all this time talking about how she was single and yeah. she never married. <laughs> I mean, it's just like she wrote <laughs> 50 books, come on, yeah. yes, you know? Yeah. yeah, it was interesting. So, but the when you when you think about like make when you do do more and more non-threatening ones because this that this is really the topic yeah. du jour right yeah. the idea of sexual harassment yeah. and it's a hundred percent I mean and and happens that threatening versus non-threatening communication style it's a whole you could we could talk about this for hours but, yeah so go ahead um you know if somebody steals your idea in a meeting you say uh 
yeah, I just said that. Mm-hmm. Instead, say, thank you for articulating that so clearly oh, for me. No. <laughs> um, that's the non-threatening version of that. Um, but the way that I end the piece is basically just wear a mustache um, because... <laughs> If men see you as a man, then right. whatever you say you know what? is fine. I think fine. this is true. Yeah, I think this is. I think I do a lot better because I'm gay. I do. Really? I do. Yeah. Like I can. I can send notes to just say no. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> also, because you're Kara Swisher. No, no, no. But I just do that. Like the, today, I just got Wait, something you're Kara I wanted. Swisher? Yes, you I are am. Kara. I am Kara Swisher. But I literally just sent a note because I want them to do what I want them to do, and I and they wanted to endlessly discuss it, and I was like, no. Nice. And it was like a, You're my a, hero. And a period. There was a period. Whoa, in there. whoa. No semicolon. And they're like, okay. I'm like, thank you. I'd, I'd, I'd have to say nope. Nope. No, I'd have to nope. say maybe not. <laughs> nope. I love nope. nope. That's good. Nope. I could no. not say no. You could use nay. <laughs> nay, nay, nay. I dare Just say nay. Say good sir. Yeah. Say yeah. it in a Nay language. works very well. Yeah. 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 yeah no. Yet. Yeah. My new one is, I'm just not going to show up. Mm. Yeah. No, that was my favorite thing to do at yeah. Google is if I didn't think I was really needed in a meeting, I would mm-hmm. just not show up. And then if they pinged me, like, you need to be here, then I'd show up. Oh, nice. Well done. So, yeah, yeah, you had that in your thing, leaving a meeting. Yeah. For another call. Yeah, you leave the meeting that for a call. That is annoying. <sighs> I saw it done so many times. Is it a power times. play? Well, yeah, because if this call you're getting is more important than this important meeting you're in, then you're a pretty important person. Yeah, that's true. No, I, a lot of people said, you'll get fired if you do something like that. And I just want to like remind everyone, I'm not telling people to do these things. I hate when people do a lot of these things. Yeah, so. Yeah. so you don't think women should just get mad? That's my new advice to women, just get mad. Just get mad? All of a sudden, like start unnecessarily. Swinging. Just, just start swinging. Just go, no, and then... Leave. Just go no and leave. Oh yeah. gosh, yeah. that's maybe in a few years, Kara. Okay, All not right. not okay. now. Okay, we were talking in again. We were exchanging emails about some of the differences between Instagram comedians and Twitter comedians. Oh, talk yeah. about talk about that. I think that people, are you on both? By I'm, the way, I'm on both. But are you on both? No, she do, does. She use both for oh, her I medium. See. Is what I'm oh, saying. But, but Twitter and which does she find more effective? Well, Twitter is more my thing. I, yeah. I'm always thinking in like you know little sentences of things yeah. that I can describe. Whereas I think Instagram is better for visual humor, obviously. Yeah. Um, and like so a lot, of, uh, a lot of a lot of like cartoonists are mm-hmm. on Instagram and doing a lot of really funny stuff. My my husband built me this little thing that turns my tweets into images that get posted on Instagram. What? Really? Yeah. So I'm experimenting with that just because I, I'm mm. not a visual person. Don't you want that? I want that. I want that. Isn't that, that out smart? There. I yes. thought that was smart. Why don't you productize it? I know. If Instagram had an it's, API, I don't think it has an API. It's so just can't. that all the images are crocodiles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it works for like the first Wait, couple. What? No, I just, no, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how you would do that. No, that was on Dinesh's <laughs> thing, remember? Okay, well, maybe I'm There was maybe an I'm, episode of Silicon Valley, like uh, everything becomes a certain thing. Yeah, oh, taking the hot dog? Idea yeah, the hot again. dog. The hot dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a hot dog. It is not a hot dog. <laughs> Yeah, it's a hot dog. So you, so we, go go ahead with the Instagram. So yeah. Instagram's better for visual. Yeah, and like yeah, Instagram's better for visuals. But I think a lot of um, there's a lot of really great uh, cartoonists on there. Um, Sarah Scribbles is one that I just love, and she does um, these little stories. Uh, and uh, but I'm just more I'm just more text, and I just think that that was the original dream of Twitter was that people were just sitting around making these jokes and they were so oh, funny, the non sequiturs. But now it's it's just laugh, cry, laugh, cry. It, 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 it's really not fun, like truly fun really, anymore. I don't know. After Sloppy Steve, there were like 27 ones that I retweeted that were so funny. Yes. That were Sloppy so Steve deep. feels like it was eight years ago. Really? Like it's... And yeah. didn't it just happen? You know who did a good one was the uh, the real sloppy filmmaker, Michael Moore. He called him Sloppy Michael. Oh, geez. Um, and he goes, I'm the original sloppy. He's sloppy oh. seconds. And, so, yeah, he, and he says, I'm suing well, Trump because well, my, I'm sloppy. My favorite thing today is executive time. What's that one? Oh, so yeah, I'm not up, oh, caught yeah. up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, so you're not this. caught up. Not yeah. Caught so up. apparently uh, Trump, Trump is requesting um, less of a, a, a rigorous schedule and mm-hmm. more executive time mm-hmm. for tweeting, watching television and talking on the phone with friends. But he's calling it executive time, oh, no. which is amazing to me. <laughs> I just had no idea I was doing executive time this whole time, you know, like. I could be president. Yeah, right. But it is. It, I think it's Listen, funny. Listen, if I'm like, going to run this country, I'm going to need to watch a lot uh, more morning yeah. television. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, uh, we're going to get to Oprah in a minute. But uh, since the going goes last night, oh, President Winfrey, um, 
one of the things it, Trump isn't funny, but it has resulted in funny, funny stuff online. Like because I he think, has no shame, and he right. just says anything, right. and it's just like continuous fodder, and right. you can just continually make fun of it. But we got to get off of like this stable genius. I know you're right. At some point, you right? Know, my twelve year old was like, "I'm like, what do you think of stable genius?" He goes, "Mom, it's just a distraction. You need to stop paying attention." Oh, damn! I know, and he goes, "He's really what he's doing is with the federal courts." <gasps> get the this is a twelve year old. I Whoa. was like, "You're right," but stable genius is so funny. <laughs> Did you see the picture of Mr. Ed? And he's like, "Who's Mr. Ed?" And I'm oh like, "Yeah." Sad. <laughs> so, oh no, the next generation is telling us that we're losing focus. No, I'm, That's I'm not good. good. With the next I'm Gen Z, forget the millennials. I know, I know. Let's move them on out. But Gen Z is really smart. They don't put up with any shit kind of stuff. But I do think Twitter is funny. But will Gen Z have a good sense of humor? No, they don't. Okay. They'll take everything seriously. They're on Snapchat. They want it ephemeral. They want stuff like that. So let's talk a little bit about what you think, back to the funny companies. I mean, do you find Facebook funny at all? Um, No, Facebook is terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. All right. No jokes to be made. There's no jokes. How so? You just like Um, said that. No, I should not make a joke about Mark Zuckerberg petting livestock. That would be so, you know, everyone's moms. I mean, it was, Facebook was cool at one point. It was really was exclusive. It? exclusive. Was it? it was when nobody could get on it and you was were waiting it? to be able to get on it. That was cool. Remember. And now everyone's on it. And I watch my mom scroll through Facebook and she's just like, mm, look at her. Look what she's wearing. Oh, I guess I better like it because if I don't like it, she's going to see that I didn't like it and I better like it. I'm not like, seeing the shoulder movements. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting like, the visual. Uh, Everyone's not getting the mom visual my, here. My mom is like, oh, better wish her happy birthday because if I don't, she's going to see that I didn't wish her happy birthday. And that's like, funny. It's, no, but it's, that is a whole okay, bit That's funny, club. that's funny, that's funny. But then you think about it and it's just sad that it's just... There's always know. a meme in older people using technology. Yeah. My mom using... The iPhone, I could just watch her for hours doing it. Yeah, yeah. She's getting pretty good at it, actually. Yeah. But but I, I think the whole, like, privacy thing is just really scary. I, I, I don't know. Not funny. It's, Facebook, not funny. Come yeah. on, Mark Zuckerberg visiting livestock is not funny in oh, some fashion. Oh, gosh. Okay. How do you make fun of Mark Zuckerberg? I don't You've know. You've got a, your next book coming out. Yes. Yeah. Is... How to be successful without hurting men's feelings. There you go. That's, <laughs> let's get back to that. I want to, like, this is, this is a gold, this is truly gold. a gold mine. Gold. Um, talk about, talk about that yeah. book. Talk yeah. about that book again. Well, yeah, it's, it's uh, based out of the non-threatening leadership strategies and it's right. going to have um, different chapters on being authentic by hiding yourself. <laughs> um, being not transparently opportunistic, right. for example. Well, yeah. If you're going to be opportunistic, for God's sake, <laughs> don't let us see it. Right. Yeah. How to be ambitious without shoving it in everyone's faces. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's, that was another, that was another, these are all, as you know, right. real, real things. Like right. so ambitious. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> you like, you know, knifed that other guy yeah. back yeah. nine months ago. Now, have ago. you done that Dick uh, Costello as a me? CEO? Have you said to women, oh, they're so, no, 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 no. I like, you're, no, you're kind of a lady, I, aren't you? I, what was that? Kind of a lady. You're, you're kind of a lady. <laughs> kind of a lady. <laughs> you once told me I dressed like Ellen. You do. You do dress like Ellen right now, in all fact. Right. Let's all see you right, dance. Right. I know. Yeah. He dresses um, like Ellen. No, you get that. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving back to I'm right. moving, I'm moving, I'm going, <laughs> well, the beer. taking it away from me again. <laughs> um, you get that, wow, so ambitious. Mm-hmm. You never hear that no. said about no. any of the dudes no. in the company. Right. Ever. Well, my favorite is the, um, the takes on Trump where it's like, maybe it's good to have a, a president who's a little off kilter and you don't really know what he's going to do or say. I'm like, would you ever say that about a woman who is like hysterical <laughs> going crazy? Maybe it's good to have a woman that you just don't know what's going to happen with her. You'd never say that. Oh, goodness. I just, sake. And so what else are you putting in this book? Just like, yeah, um, just, I can't wait yeah, for this Yeah, just uh, all kinds of stuff about how to take care of yourself while also stressing out about everything and mm-hmm. worrying. You know, it's, it's all just... The imposter syndrome, gaslighting. There's a whole chapter gaslighting. on gaslighting and how we can do it mm-hmm. better. <laughs> um, so it's a whole how-to gaslighting for beginners. Yeah, gaslighting one hundred and one. Good. Yes. Say, I want to gaslight, but I don't know where to begin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's the first step of gaslighting? Um, there's a few. Um, one of my favorites. One is my my husband does this to me all the time. I'll say. I don't think this this works. And he'll be like, literally no one has that opinion. Oh! <laughs> I just have that opinion. Yeah, like, I lit- I, but I if do. you do that to someone in a meeting, like literally no one thinks the thing that you just said you think. 
That's good. It's that's good. gaslighting 101. It's gaslighting 101. Right. Do, do so, it in so any you, situation. What's the response to that in gaslighting? I mean, what's it's anti-gaslighting. So you should it's do so anti-gaslighting. I should do anti-gaslighting. One, but. <laughs> one time years ago, Bill Gates in a meeting did this, who was at the Washington Post, and the uh, editor of the Washington Post at the time, the Washington Post was super powerful. It is again, but it, the, it was really at the height, and at the Bill peak. was at not. Peak. It was pre-Microsoft monopoly trial, mm-hmm. so he was sort of up and coming. And we had a man, and the whole getting him there was funny because he arrived in a cab, and he wasn't showered and stuff like that. So we get him in the room, and one of the the editor of the Washington Post, who at the time was Len Downey, said something to him. They asked him a question, and Bill Gates looks at me and goes, that is literally the stupidest question I've ever heard. Like to this guy, and I was like, first of all, you just didn't do it at the time, because that is the stupidest question I've ever heard. So I, just, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, I can't do that. Yeah, my boss. Now what's going to happen? <laughs> what's going to happen? So I go, the stupidest, the stupidest, really, really? Come on, it can't be the stupidest. Yeah. Like really, of all the questions you've heard, you're like, and I was like trying really hard to do it, but that was gaslighting. I didn't realize. Yeah, that. that's a that's a gaslighting yeah. one. I I had um I asked a question once in UCB actually. I I said. Something, uh, Sorry, Upright Citizens Brigade. Yeah. We're doing comedy shorthand now. Okay, all right. Yeah. Sorry, excuse me. I said, I have a dumb question. Oh, there are no dumb questions immediately. He was like, there are no dumb questions. And I said, well, what's the, um, what's this, the how the Herald works? You know, what's the exact, you know, layout of it? And he said, have you taken, um, you know, one-on-one before? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe you should go back and look at what you learned. And I mean, he made me feel awful. <laughs> yeah. So I was By like, the way, okay, totally, are no totally dumb questions. great question. Right. That should be that probably should be answered a lot yeah. in that format. So I felt horrible. So yeah. say there are no dumb questions, but then make the person feel like an right. idiot for asking that right. question. Yeah. Um, can we talk a little bit about uh, Oprah Win- last night, the Oprah Winfrey stuff? Mm-hmm, what sure. did you think? Like the internet went crazy on her today. Yeah. I mean, I. I it's Oprah. I know. You know, I just, I wasn't, everyone seemed so surprised and shocked that was she was so amazing. There was a lull in Oprah for a while, though. I, but there was an Oprah lull for a while. Op- I mean, I just, I, I expected nothing less from her. I right. mean, really. But I mean the president me. stuff. The uh, president stuff. I just want to know, like, I don't think we call her President Winfrey. I think we call her President Oprah. <laughs> don't <laughs> you first think? first one with <laughs> yes. first name. Right? President yeah. Oprah. President Oprah. Yeah. Maybe we would drop the president name and yeah, we would just, just say Oprah. Just say Oprah. <laughs> we don't even need the... It would just be Otis. Yeah. <laughs> would so. she be good for tech? No, I'm kidding. That's, that's, what I, well, that's my yeah. think piece. Would, would Oprah be good for tech? How is this going to affect me personally? <laughs> well, yeah. I she mean, would be good for uh, tech. Yeah. She likes Sheryl. Sheryl Sandberg would be like She her. was good. I mean, she her speech was great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. It was yeah. even for, even no, even when you have high expectations, she really delivered. It don't was you solid. think she would hire a lot of internet people? Cheryl would be Secretary of Treasury. Bezos would be Secretary of Commerce. <laughs> Michelle Obama would be the Attorney General. Oh, say no more then. Say no more, say right? Say no more. Come yeah. on. Like, free delivery for Gail everybody. Would be, Gail, Gail would be Chief of Staff. Chief Staff for Communications or like right. the Sean Spicer. Oh, that's job, good. There you go. Like oh, that's good. I just I like already that. thought it out. God, I'm really I'm like, I'm liking this. this idea. I'll be tweeting this. Later. I would just hate for all the Trump supporters to like have to move and leave the country. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the saddest part about it. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more. What else do you think is funny about tech? I mean, what do you? We're going to focus in on tech. I'm sorry. This is a tech yeah, show. yeah, tech show. Uh, wow, putting uh-huh. me on the spot here. Yeah. This is funny. What other companies do you find? funny? I don't know. Um, or, or the whole Russia thing. Do you find any humor in the? Is there any comedy to be made about Russia or sort of people hating on tech now? Because that's the new thing is to hate on tech. Um. Yeah. I mean, the just the whole fake news thing and just okay. things being. Um, so crazy that they could be believable, but they're not real. And there's really no, like no one has, no one knows what's true anymore. And I think Trump is just taking advantage of that. And Mm -hmm. that's because you can't believe your eyes. Mm -hmm. Pictures can be manipulated. Video can now be manipulated. And so I don't know if that's funny, but it's just, um, it's just kind of scary. But what is funny to you? What could be... Um, of the topics. I, I, I do love Black Mirror. I do mm-hmm. love the kind of more sinister stuff that's kind mm-hmm. of dark. I can't watch Black Mirror. You can't? No, just the lesbian one I liked. The one in, you know. The, okay, I haven't gotten that far yet. I've only other, watched season one. Yeah. Season three. Um, but, um, San Jatinko or something. So I think there's there's a lot of different t- types of humor. There's kind of like crazy characters that are kind of zany and all mm-hmm. over the place. But mm-hmm. I, I just tend to like the more realistic stuff that's just so like... I don't know, sinister and real and like you just, I don't know, it just creates a whole other world and that's kind of the stuff that I think it, to me is just, it's Do you consume funny. comedy stuff on the web like The Onion and stuff like that? Yeah, I love, I love The Onion. I love it to death. Um, no, they had an article recently that was like, uh, 
it was business advice from Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, I will crush you. <laughs> um, and so it was this, this whole article where it's like, you could diversify and do this, but I will crush you. <laughs> you could try this industry, but I will crush you. It was the that, whole thing. Bill Gates used to be that character. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he actually said that to AOL. Years. I only know this because it was the opening of a book I wrote where oh. he said, I could, you could either sell to me uh, you could you sell to me or go out of business. Yeah, essentially, because <laughs> I'll crush you. Yeah, because I'll crush you. Yeah. yeah. No, the onion is great, and yeah. I, I think college humor is also really good. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a lot of good video content that they do. Is, is there um, any money to be made for comics like you online? For um, I I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. yeah no. no, that's that's a hard no. Yeah, that's no. a hard no. That's, that's a hard the no. The books and the musical yeah. and the, the stand up. Yeah. And the, what? And the, Twitter exactly. do anything around this? Given your almost comedy career, like, I mean it's a, it's. Well, as you mentioned earlier, it's the perfect platform for creating, comedians to use material. Businesses. Why um, did you not do this, Dick? I don't know. I don't know. So many Twitter comedians are now asking for donations through other platforms. Yeah, like so why doesn't like Twitter, you know, yeah. do something? Why are you asking me? I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. You were running it for a while. Did it ever occur to you to help people right create their yeah. businesses? <laughs> yes, we know. Of course. Um, I think Medium's new model is is going to work. Actually, meeting their their paywall. Seventh one, right? Maybe, yeah, maybe their seventh one, but. They have a paywall system where, you know, if you write something that's for members only, you um, get paid for it, depending Mm -hmm. on how much attention it attracts. And Mm -hmm. so I think that might be another way for people to create content online and and make money. Um, But it's still a lot of the big, you know, get is traditional media, the HBO special, the Netflix special, the book. So you're putting your stuff out there for free. I'm putting my stuff out there for free and I recommend everyone do it because you need an audience, you know, in order to get anywhere, you need an audience. Um, So um, I don't mind putting things out there there, it, this has been stolen a million times, right. you know, and it's just going to happen. Does it help with your stand-up, getting gigs and things like that? Um, yeah, it does. I mean, if, if people know that, you know, I have a platform and that I can help promote any show that I'm on and things like that, it definitely works. And I'm also doing, you know, speaking engagements and, you know, doing like panel discussions and things like that. And for any conference that needs some humor or some levity, levity like... Yeah. Yeah, they. Yeah. They're a laugh riot at our conference. Yeah, I mean conferences are just. Yeah. So a lot of them can be really stale. Yeah. Um, the Indeed. same stuff over and over again. We were talking about this before last week or so, but one of the advantages now of technology for comedians is you have so many more ways of getting your material in front of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A uh, Twitter podcasting, of course, has really taken off again mm-hmm. as this amazing in resurgence yeah. um, in comedy, especially. Um, and you know, like I mean, what was the name of the place you performed in in Atlanta? The Laughing Skull Lounge. The Laughing Skull Lounge. These places all have the best, names. all have like the most yeah, amazing names. They're, they're like gay bars. I mean, yeah. it was yeah. like what you had to do, right? You drive yeah, okay, from... Of Moby Dick in my neighborhood. <laughs> the Spike. The like, Laughing Skull Lounge swinging also. Ri- swinging Richards. <laughs> swinging Richards. That's yeah, in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. really? No, see, I mean, we, you used, that would be what you had to do, yeah. right? And now you've got, um, you've got vehicles like podcasts and, and Twitter and all these other platforms. So I think that's certainly enabling this sort of new generation of, of comics. Do you think, I know we've got to wrap up soon, but do you think there's a, there is a generational difference in like the way people think about being funny now uh, and maybe because and, of and what or through like. the new technology and, yeah. and what they like? Yeah, and yeah. let me add to that. My kids watch a lot of like slapstick. Like mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a ton. They love when like doors bang in people's face. It's like sort of the old. I still like that. Yeah, it's I know, the old but that, Three Stooges stuff. They're like, right. look at this mom. I'm like, Physical that's comedy the Three Stooges. They're back. like, yeah. what? I'm like, yeah. who? Yeah. They did that on the street. Oh, but yeah. it's interesting. That's what they watch. Yeah. And, you know, or memes. They Memes yeah. are funny to them, but not yeah. the traditional thing. Yeah. I find that there's a lot more extremes, like things that are... Um, Things that are funny to a lot of millennials are like kind of scary to me. Like that um, Paul guy. Yeah, like that stuff. Not the dead stuff, but the stuff he did right before. The stuff it. he did right before in Japan, where he's like taking down his pants and he's being completely disrespectful. And putting fish and, on cars. Yeah, and just wearing like the hat and the whole like garb and stuff and, <sighs> and walking through the city and being really, really loud. And I just, that's not funny to me, right. and, but it's very like in your face, quick editing, like, like kind of crazy stuff. And I think. There's some millennials that like that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think it's Gen just X more extreme. Like but then at the same time, yeah, Gen X doesn't like that. My, my son was like, he's a dude. Um, <laughs> everyone knows. I'm like, oh, good, thanks. But then there's this other like strain of millennials that get gets offended by a lot of different things. And mm-hmm. so like even like saying, hey, guys, it would be offensive to a millennial maybe in an office workspace mm-hmm. because they're not, a, not everyone yeah. is a guy. Yeah. And so little things like that were like, that would have just ro- rolled off my shoulder. I didn't care about stuff like that in the mm-hmm. workplace. They get offended by. So it's mm-hmm. kind of weird. It's like yeah. this, these two extremes of like super that's offensive, really but hysterical, point. but then like, oh, you can't say this because, you know, that's mm-hmm. not, you know, 
correct enough. Do you like any of those, any comic, comics that do that sort of shock? It's almost like shock jocks in a weird... Um, yeah, I mean, I, not really. Um, right. I did see the Gilbert Gottfried um, documentary recently and I thought it was very good. And I actually didn't appreciate him when he was kind of bigger and, and was doing more stand-up. Well, Andy, what's his name, was another one who did that. Uh, yeah, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, yeah. 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 It's so funny how a lot of those things, it's funny when you sort of look back on it, but right. when you're kind of in it right. in the moment, it's, it's not, not funny. funny. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's it's true. Some of the Andy Kaufman stuff is great in hindsight right. and when you see the story of it being put together. But in the moment, it's kind of like, what's going on? Yeah, this when is he did, just weird he the, and not hilarious. Right. Yeah. 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 When he did the wrestling. Yeah. 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 That, that, real for ugly. example, the telling of it is amazing and yeah. like yeah. genius. And and while it's happening, you're thinking, wow, this is just a train wreck. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe that's the point of it, but right. it takes a while. Yeah. You know, it's long gone by the time everyone realizes the genius behind it. Yeah. 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 yeah which is interesting. All right. I want to end up uh, talking about anybody in tech that you think is funny. Anybody in tech? <laughs> through them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll go through some names. I, you, you can say, I don't know. True, false. To, go. Go. I thought Larry and Sergey were hilarious. Yes. They were like a two-man show every Friday. Right. TJF and again, and- often not on purpose. You think they did it on purpose? They do have a sense they of humor. They 100% did it on purpose. Yeah. They made some very subtle, very subtle jokes that right. even someone had to explain to me. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. On me, on the, on, the back, on the back channel. No, the yes. engineers yes. were making yes. those jokes. Right. Joke when it has to be explained. Um, it was so intensely it was so intense. brilliant. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe I have some kind of Munchausen syndrome or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, what? Okay, well, let's go. Stockholm other two. So, syndrome. Stockholm I think that's syndrome. what I meant to say. Munchausen yeah. is when you, <laughs> when you, know you, what you, you make things up. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. You think you're sick. Yeah. Uh, no, I think no, I'm sick. No, that's another one. I think. I think. I don't know. Anyway, it's a syndrome. You have a you have a Google syndrome. I have a Google, Google syndrome. syndrome. <laughs> yeah, everything's funny in the plex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Food um, is so delicious. Um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, you think is not funny? I don't think he's funny at all. I think he's um, very. He's just very robotic. Mm-hmm. I think if there was a character on television that was a robot mm-hmm. then someone like could play like Mark Zuckerberg and it would be a believable robot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that that's going to happen soon there's going to be a robot character yeah. on television well he's trying Sarah was starting to gesture toward me when she said that <laughs> and I to realize that well I can't say that about him he's in the room right so. exactly. <laughs> um, uh, um, uh, well Jack Dorsey is he funny Jack's very, Jack, I've told you this before. Jack is extremely funny. He's not, but he go is. ahead. I just don't know as many people as you do. Right, all right. I, I don't uh, know uh, any big uh, names. Who in tech do you think is uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates? Unfunny. No, not funny. Not funny. Steve um, Jobs Steve was funny. Jobs was probably funny. Tim Cook is not funny. Tim Cook doesn't seem that funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, no not at all. Mark Benioff is funny. Oh, yes. Mark yes. Benioff is very funny. Yeah. He's very funny. Yeah. But there aren't that many. Cheryl There's Sandberg's a 90% chance Mark Benioff is in Hawaii right now. <laughs> <laughs> just, or in or, his tower. Or. In the top of his tower. You know, that's all, there's also a nine-tenths chance Mark Benioff is in Hawaii right now. <laughs> um, the, the author of Disrupted, what was his name? I don't know. The, uh, I don't read books. Dan, um, Dan Lyons. Dan Lyons. Oh, Dan Lyons. Very, that was a really That book was book. hysterical. That was hysterical. He, no holds barred in that right. book. Well, he was fake Steve Jobs. If yeah. You I know. That's so another one of my favorite yeah, books. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That stuff is hysterical. I'm trying to think who else um, in tech is funny. Chelsea Peretti, who opened up yes, for um, the Crunchies. Yeah. She's one of my favorite comedians. And I think she did some awesome jokes. Chelsea's hilarious. She's really, really good. Crunchies is still going on, right? No. No? It's over. I think it's done. It's done. What's his Chelsea name burned it? it down after Not she Chelsea. hosted it and then said no awesome. one will ever host the TJ. show again after me. I think it was TJ that really burned it down when he was mm. making fun of... Oh. No, I... I I think it it's, goes back to people just taking it a little bit too seriously. I think when right. I first started, you know, it was kind of this funny thing, like, ha we're going to give each other these silly awards. And now right. people gave like real speeches and they right. really took yep. it seriously. And I was like, do you know where you are? Like, <laughs> yeah. this isn't should, for real. Maybe I should revive them. Just, do you see the statue? Them. It's got a gorilla, yeah. a plastic gorilla <laughs> on it. Yeah, maybe we should just revive them. It's interesting because they don't, I do think people don't, like to laugh at themselves here as much. Yeah, no, like, I, I get agree with that. super like, oh, that hurt my feelings. Yeah. It's more, they're not mad at you. They're like, oh, you hurt my feelings. Yeah. You, yeah. I don't make jokes about them. I just flat out insult them. I like them. that the answer so. to who's funny in tech is Chelsea Peretti, whose <laughs> brother <laughs> is in tech. <laughs> 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 who's funny who has a relative It's just Benioff. Benioff <laughs> is It's just funny. Mark. 
Anyway, does Sarah, where can we find you? This is, Sarah, you have your book, yeah. The 100 Tricks to Appear Smart and 100 Tricks to Appear Smart in Meetings. Mm-hmm. You've got your website, The Cooper Review. Mm-hmm. What is? How do you get to that? TheCooperReview.com. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you get to that? How do you, how do you, how do you say it? I wanted to type in and <laughs> do a browser? Yeah. <laughs> so you, just, you just type into Google, how do I get to TheCooperReview.com, and it'll take you there. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I'm performing this Saturday mm-hmm. um, at The Setup, mm-hmm. um, which is a comedy uh, show that goes on in San Francisco. Okay. Um, where is that? Hyde Street? Somewhere in Hyde yeah, Street? Yeah, it's on Hyde Street. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and uh, you can just check out sarahcpr.com to see mm-hmm. like my upcoming events and things like that. I have to be at a sexual harassment panel with Katie Couric on Saturday, but I'll make it. I'll that bring her. That sounds hysterical. It is. She's a funny girl. Yeah. She's a funny woman, not a girl. She's a woman. <laughs> not a gal. A gal. I'm, I'm saying so gal. offended. I know. I was going to say gal. Um, but that, I'd love to come to see that. And then, and then your book comes out when? My next book comes out in October. All right. Yeah. And we will, and it's called, say it again. How to be successful without hurting men's feelings. And your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is Sarah CPR. And the same thing on Instagram. Yes. All right, Mm -hmm. Dick Costello. Thank you so much. This has been totally enjoyable. Um, We're going to be coming back with more shows on comedy and tech, and we're not going to reveal who we have. We have some great people coming up. Next two shows. We have two more shows to go with Dick Costello, who's very good, who probably should have a show of his own. Yes, Um, I agree. And he might. Oh, please. No, seriously. Oh, stop. Fox asked me about this. Does Dick Costello want a show of his own? I'm like, there'll be no living with him. That was the case. Your impersonation of him also sounds like your impersonation. No, what of Mary I actually said, what I what I did say is, mm, then he'd have to work. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> ouch! Yeah, good Kara Swisher is funny. Point. No, she Swisher's just mean. We at one point we're going to do a show where we just made fun of tech people the whole time, but I think only we would find yeah, it. No, we would just, oh. come back we just crack decide, each like, other. I, can we do something else? <laughs> else no. I, I just have one impression. Dog, All right, okay. I just have one impression, and this is. Um, a CEO who just got back from Africa. A tech CEO who okay. just got back from Africa. Oh my gosh, I just got back from Africa. And did you know that there's poor people in the world? <laughs> I had no idea. If I was going to start a country, I would call it North Africa. Because there's a South Africa, but there's no North Africa. <laughs> Thank you. I just had that conversation. <laughs> And they wear beautiful clothing when they're there. Yeah, they're you know. so beautiful, they're such so beautiful, beautiful clothing. clothing. Yeah. So warm. If we could take their products. I'm going to write a medium article about this. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I'm going to tell people that I'm going to start giving back to the, to the community. Exactly. <laughs> that is no joke, just so you know. Anyway, Sarah, it was great talking to you. Thanks for coming on the show. And thanks again to Dick Costolo. Is it Costolo? People ask me that. Costolo. Costolo. For co- I like Costolo. For co-hosting. Okay, you can call me what I like. Well, then by all means, oh, I'll change the Oh, we didn't get the to the name Dick. You wrote a note saying we should make fun of the name Dick. Yeah. There's not any dicks I anymore. just... There's I just plenty feel, of dicks, but not enough dicks. I just feel bad that every photo of you is... A dick pic. That just yeah. that's gotta yeah. that's gotta be hard. Never ends. Fifty four <laughs> years old. Fifty four years old. Don't still you remember the greatest since I was four I've ever written about the Twitter board? Yeah. Three Peters and a dick. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. It was about sexism on the board. Twitter. Thank you. He called me up, he goes, he goes, Kara, and he goes, but that was funny. Yeah. So he could I'm very that. offended, but very also funny. amused. Well done. It never ends. It never ends. Hey, my name is Sarah Cooper. They call me Pooper Scooper right. all the time. Swish. swish. <laughs> we all have it. We all have our little crosses to yeah. bear, Dick. Yours more than others. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, pretty much. Yeah. That name just brings it right home for us all. Anyway, if you enjoyed the interview as much as we did, which we really did, be sure to subscribe to the show. Be the first to listen to future episodes or catch up on previous episodes. You can find more than 175 past interviews in whatever app you use to listen to this or on our website, recode.net slash podcast. If you have a minute, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps other people find the show. Now that you're done with this, you should check out other Recode radio podcasts on Recode Media with Peter Kafka, the comedy dehumidifier. You'll hear no-nonsense interviews with some of the smartest people in media and entertainment. I also host Too Embarrassed to Ask along with Lauren Good of The Verge, where we answer all of your questions about consumer tech. And on Recode Replay, you can find audio from all of Recode's live events, including the Code Conference. Uh, This has been another great episode of Recode Decode. Thanks to our editor, Joel Robbie, and our producer, Eric Johnson. I'll be back here at my usual time on Monday. Tune in then. Hey, this is Peter Kafka, the host of Recode Media. You have been listening to this podcast, which means that you like listening to people talk about media and technology, which is very good news because we've got an entire conference all about just that topic. It's Code Media. It's coming up very soon. You should go. 
It's February 12th and 13th in Huntington Beach, California. It is a very, very nice place to be in February, specifically it's the Pasea Hotel and Spa there in Huntington Beach. Enough about the place. I want to tell you about what we're going to do there. We're going to talk to the smartest, most interesting people in media and technology. We, as Kara Swisher and I, we're going to talk to people like Oath CEO Tim Armstrong, Susan Wojcicki, she's the CEO of YouTube, Kerry Trainer, he's the CEO of SoundCloud. I don't think he's spoken publicly anywhere yet. That's a good one. And HuffPost Editor-in-Chief Lydia Polgreen. If you want to learn more, you can go to recode.net, click on events, easy to find. Um, you can figure it out because you are smart because you listen to this podcast. That's Code Media Conference, February 12th and 13th in Huntington Beach, California. I will see you there. <laughs> <laughs>